break. Michelangelo is a party Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, Episode 20, Spotlight on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And uh, welcome back, guys. Boy, do we have a lot of stuff coming up for you guys. Talking about probably week-to-week, back-to-back episodes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what the hell? Well, we just have so much to cover. And this isn't even our issue episodes. Yeah, this is a special Spotlight episode. So we got this one coming up. Right. We're supposed to do a crossover with ETM. Yes. That's going to come out. Yes. Then we also have, we're going to be doing a suck episode where we're just talking about the toy fair, free comic book day stuff, just and whatever else happens to just flow out of our mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Basically, just sucking up the joint. Right. But yeah, it's pretty much just uh, talking and discussing the new things that are coming out. Like you said, free comic book day. Right. The new titles that are coming out and what we're looking forward to. Same thing with toy fair. Yep. The the new toys that are coming out that we're looking forward to uh, seeing in the store and obtaining. But yeah, Ninja Turtle time. Yeah, well, uh, before we get into the turtles, and we're going to go bunga. We're going to go in depth in the turtles. Nice, as much as we can. As much as we can. <laughs> uh, we did have some different things I wanted to kind of bring up from some listener feedback and stuff like that. Uh, some new listeners and everything else. But a couple things I wanted to point out before we get into the listener feedback. Just a couple things I kind of forgot about. Uh, one is last time when we covered. Uh, the Darth Vader and the Lost Command. Okay. One thing I forgot to mention when we were covering that issue, which I thought was a really cool thing, was there was a reference to the Purge one shot. Oh, really? Because the Emperor talked about Darth Vader's failure. Failure on that planet, yeah. Yeah, and he talks about the Edit manufacturing facility, which is what happened Where in they the Purge. Were. Yeah, okay. So I for- totally forgot to mention that, but I thought that's kind of cool. Again, it's one of those things like, like you were saying, you don't need to know anything else to read that story, The Lost Command. Right. But if you do... But if you have read other things, there's, there's little Easter tidbits eggs. of Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. so that's... That that's, you can pick up on, sure. And Star Wars does that all the time, so I think that's really cool. Also, a uh, little... I have to call you out. Cause, nice. Because it, it was my New Year's resolution. Okay, to call me out. To call you... To keep calling you out when, when you make errors. Okay. Okay. You said when we were talking about independent books. That's truth. <laughs> you said that uh, you only read superhero books, and you're really not that interested in, in independent books. For the most part, yeah. That, that's okay. a true statement for the most part. Okay. Okay. We have uh, audio proof otherwise. Because, uh, do you remember your last two ammo dumps? Sometimes I contradict myself. <laughs> I, I said for the most part. I did say for the most part it's superhero books. I have been kind of branching out and looking into other things just to broaden the horizon. But I, I, I did, you know, read Lady Death, right. which is not a superhero. Well, could be, I guess. No, Maybe. she's not a superhero. There is a cape involved. Yeah, but that, All right, that's whatever. to cover her ass. All right. Um, <laughs> I did read also uh, Grim Fairy Tales. Right. Uh, Missing not, Legends. Not a superhero. Not at all. And, and, and both are also what? Girl books. N- well, no. aside from that. Porn? What? <laughs> no. Independent. Independent. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and I did I did guy I did buy SpongeBob number one right which was a total piece of shit <laughs> I mean I tried to warn you you too. did you did but I'm a I'm a pretty big SpongeBob fan I do enjoy SpongeBob I watch it a lot with my kids yeah and I do really enjoy the cartoon yeah it's good I've seen it a couple times but I, I'm not going to continue but, buying that book that the no. first one is the where I stop <laughs> I would hope so. I'm not I, I showed you a couple of the figures yeah, too and yeah. I'm not going to buy them but good. I mean, there's there's figures out there if you want to buy them. I'm I would have to them. really make fun of you if you did. I'm not going to buy them. Well, I'm not going to continue with the books, but 
Well, and like I said to you, I think I mentioned on the show before, when you said, oh, I'm going to get order the Spongebob Squarepants, I was like thinking, oh, you're going to get it for your kids, because you have like a two-year-old. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, okay. And you were like, no, I'm getting it for myself. I was like, okay, now there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much what it is, it's not just one issue of them going on and having an adventure. It's like four or five little mini stories, little shorts. Right. You understand and, why they do that? Yeah, it's horrible. Because it's for little kids. Yeah, I wouldn't be buying it. they don't have attention spans like we used to. Well, they don't have money either. <laughs> I understand that. Like we do. But if a kid said, Daddy, I want the Spongebob cock... Spongebob... Cock? Cock, yeah. I want the Spongebob I cock. I think Daddy them in therapy. Yeah. I want the Spongebob comic book. Yeah. I'm sure you would be like here because it gets them reading comic books. Well, you could get them reading, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, did you end up giving it to your kid? No, I still kept it. It's okay. a number one issue. It might okay. be worth like a buck down the line. <laughs> you paid for more than a buck, though. That's what it's going to be worth. <laughs> a buck. Um, well, speaking of comic books and giving them to your uh, youngers and stuff like that. I, the younger generation. Younger generation. Yeah. My nephew just had a birthday. And awesome. I gave him a huge stack of Robin comic books because his favorite superheroes right now are Robin, Superboy, and Impulse because I gave him a bunch of Impulse comics before. And I explained to him that Impulse is now Kid Flash for the young... And I think he's picking up on these characters because of the Young Justice cartoon. Okay. Which has been phenomenal. That's good. It's very good, yeah. Uh, they just had a Doctor Fate episode, and I was with also with him going up against Clary and the Witch Boy. Nice. And it was like just these obscure characters that kids are starting to learn about. So, so it was cool. Um, the only other thing I wanted to, to mention before we go into the listener feedback and everything was Rock brought up on our top five list... Saying, hey, why why don't you guys do Star Wars references in other media, like places outside of the Star Wars universe. Where people would use Star Wars references. References and everything else. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. But I hear about four or five a week. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Because I watch a lot of TV, and I read a lot, and I'm on the internet a lot. So I see like all these different things, and I hear people making references that I'm like... I couldn't come up with, like, a top five because I'll forget something that I really thought was awesome. Right. Um, there's classic ones that I think are really cool, like on Friends, where Rachel wears the Princess Leia outfit. Like, that is just hot, but it's also a Star Wars reference. I did not like Friends. Really? No. What the hell's wrong with you? I didn't like Friends. I just are, didn't like this show. Are you an American? No, I just didn't like that show. I love that show. I didn't find the appeal. You don't find much appeal in anything. I did like everybody when it comes to Raymond. When I mean, that was pretty That's special. awesome. I did like that. Oh, that brings up another ref- Star Wars reference. I know a lot of these references. I guess. <laughs> but you do there watch was, a lot more TV than I do. Yeah, I do watch a lot of TV. There was a uh, scene, there was an episode where Marie, Raymond's father, uh, mother, is, yeah. is going to sh- uh, coming into the room, and he doesn't see her yet, but he feels her, and he goes, I sense a great disturbance in the force. Nice. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Nice. Um, and then safe to say it's permeated yeah the culture well and then one of my all time favorites is the movie 7 one of the references is in the movie 7 Brad Pitt's character says to um, Morgan Freeman's character I was going to say Morgan Freeman yeah he goes he's like just because a guy has a library card doesn't make him fucking Yoda (laughs) I was like that's awesome Um, but I thought what I would do for this is Yoda had a library card I know who knew was there a library on Dagobah that's why he was wise Oh. This was before he went to the Dagobah. I thought there was a library on Dagobah. No, but there was that big Jedi library, remember, in the um, prequels? Yeah, and stuff, I got you. So He was reading there. Not too many people like the prequels, huh? I, yeah, no. Apparently ETM don't. No, they don't like the prequels. Well, we're going to get to ETM in a moment. Oh, sure we are. 
Keep um, going. So, anyways, not to get off topic. Not to get off topic. But I thought what I might do is because, like you said, I watch I watch a lot of TV, right? And I run into at least, like I said, anywhere from three to five Star Wars references, probably in a two week time period, which is when we record is yeah. about every two weeks. And so I thought what I would do is just real quickly, not going to make it a whole segment, uh, just do a little quick, hey, here's what I heard that's a Star Wars reference, you know, maybe someone will know it, because what, I mean, really when you look at Star Wars, like you were saying, it, it really is something that is all over the place. It, it binds the galaxy together. It keeps us together. To paraphrase yeah. uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's an energy field created by all living things It surrounds us and penetrates us it binds the galaxy together so I'm not, dis- I, I'm not disagreeing no and I thought what I would call is I just call it, uh, Star Wars blaster shots and uh what the hell was that <laughs> that was that was a laser blast I needed the effect I need I thought the OUA 1-2 was on the loose again no no see every time I say Star Wars blaster shot what the hell was that no see that's what I'm saying is every time I say that say what Bla- Star Wars blaster shot Oh, yeah, one two's going to do the effects. <laughs> he shouldn't be shooting a blaster in the studio. It's okay. It's it's soundproof. <laughs> soundproof. There's holes in the wall, man. He'll fix it later. Sure. All right. All right. So we'll put just, that thing down. So we're going to do our first Star Wars blaster shot. Oh, put that down. <laughs> just duck. <laughs> no kidding, right? All right. So a couple. You think I parked my car over there? Couple references we had was holy Christ! Uh, you saw the Super Bowl. I know you weren't happy with the results. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But in one of the commercials, yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> well, you probably liked this commercial though. There was a commercial. I think it was for uh, Volkswagen or something like that. Where oh, yeah, there's a little, yeah, little kid, kid using the force, dressed yeah. up like Darth Vader, and it, he's trying to use the force on everything, and nothing's working. He's getting totally upset. Upset, yeah. yeah. Um, and then his dad comes home. And he runs past his dad and tries to move the car with the force. His dad's inside by then. Hits the keyless start. Hits the keyless start. And all of a sudden starts up and the kid is like totally shocked. Yeah. And it was like, the kid was a good actor at that moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like one of the best commercials I've seen this year. Yeah. Still, it's February, but... Right. Uh, And then The Mentalist is a show that I watch. And there was a scene where... Never seen it. It's awesome. Uh, There's a scene where Patrick Drain... Jane? Patrick Drain? Patrick Jane... Uh, who's the main act, uh, main character, he wants to get in to see this one boxer. Okay. And he has to get past the security guy. And the security guy's kind of stepping in his way, so he waves his hand in front of him and says, these are not the droids you're looking for. Nice. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Classic. So that's a more obscure one. That's why I use that one, too. Cause I know that. I don't know how many people are watching The Mentalist. Well, but Big Bang Theory does a lot of uh, they Star do Wars lot. references. And I didn't do I didn't pick them in particular unless I come across a really awesome one for them. Because there's there, like one in an episode. There's always one in an episode. And, yeah. But if there's a really awesome one, I'll come to the show with that. So. Sure. All right, let's get into our listener feedback with uh, this Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right, Chuck. Well, we do have a new listener. Oh, yeah? Which was pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, Dr. Quest. Ah, new recruit. Yes. The good doctor. The good doctor. Dr. Quest 77 is what he goes by on the forums. Sure he does. And I think that this is the same person, but I've been paying attention to our Twitter account. In fact, I do have a voicemail to play. Have we been tweeting? We've been tweeting. Well, here's the thing. I left it up to OU812, and then he just wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. So I had, I had to take it over. Nice. So you know it's a faulty robot. So so what I did is uh, 
remember how I was saying I didn't know how to put our Twitter on our website? Right. Well, someone called in and gave some feedback on that, and it was was chewy. Nice. I notice now our voicemail is on the website. Yes. Our voicemail is on the website. So uh, that was brought up by Adam Bessignotti. Our author friend. Right, right. Uh, he mentioned, hey, I tried looking for your voicemail number, but I didn't see it on the forums, and I didn't see it on the website, so I put it on both. There we go. <laughs> so, so if you need so our phone number... Right over to the right-hand side, the quick links, it yes. should be number one. It's under six million forms of communication. It is the first one listed there. It says V-mail. Right. And, that uh, stands for voicemail. Right. Well, I wanted to try to keep it all in one line. Word. So if I put voicemail, it would have bumped Too the many. number to the sure. second line. But uh, there was a, also I put it on our um, forum as well. So it's on our forum as well. Yes. But when it came to Twitter, uh, we got a little voicemail from Chewy. So I'm going to play that right now. Go for it. Hey, guys, it's Chewy. Uh, I was just listening to the last episode. Uh, Ryan, at the end of the episode where you were talking about uh, your Twitter link, you said you couldn't put a link to it. I wasn't sure if that was because you didn't know what the link was. But if uh, if that's the case, it's just twitter.com slash Star Joe's podcast. No need to play this. Hope things are well. Talk to you guys soon. Keep up the great work, Wade. All right. He said no need to play this. I, I'm playing it. Nice. <laughs> he said there's no need, but I wanted to. All right, Chewy, you get some free air time. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks for calling. And, yeah, thanks for the tip. Uh, so I have now put that on our website as well. So there is a link right to the Twitter page. And... I wasn't responding to a whole lot of Twitters because I didn't know people were talking to us because I created the Twitter account. We're new with this. Right. I I created the Twitter account and was just like, okay, and I figured out how to link it up to the Facebook page, and I was like, all right, I'm all set. And then I was like, well, I always hear people saying that they've got tweets from somebody. How does it interact? How does it work? Yeah, and I was like, I've never seen them. Well, here there's, stupid me, there's a little button you click there. It says, at Star Joe's Podcast. I just click on that, and it shows people that sent a tweet to us. Oh. So, uh, speaking of, of which... You're we going to read, like, eight pages of tweets. No, 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 no. Oh, just just one in particular okay. of some... Uh, the, main, well, the main tweet. Well, there was a couple... There was one question, there was one comment that I liked. So, one was from Dr. Quest. Doc! So, he's getting very active. Good. So, he says, have you guys been reading the early Toy Fair news? Yes. yes. <laughs> and you will hear that in episode... Probably 22-ish. Ish. Might be 21, might be soon. 22. It's going to yeah. be soon. Uh, we're going to cover Toy Fair big time. So. In detail. Uh, and then Slick McFavorite. Slick. Yes. It's uh, OpenYourToys.com. Yeah. He said, uh, thanks to the Star Joe's podcast for reminding me how amazing this song is and how cheesy the video for it is. And he was referring to the winner takes all uh, over song the top. from Over the Top. Nice. Now, I picked that song. It's a good one. Because it was either that or Meet Me Halfway by Kenny Loggins. Nothing against Kenny Loggins. That's just that's not the movie song. I mean, he that. he did awesome for Caddyshack, and he did awesome for uh, Top Gun. But didn't he also do Footloose? Yes, he did Footloose. 
you guys go back and look up Kenny Loggins. Yeah, I mean, he did Buy some, some stuff. He did some great music. Go to iTunes and just download yeah. Kenny Loggins. And Meet Me Halfway. Pay the dollar. It's Meet worth, Me Halfway is an awesome song. It's worth a buck. But it's. It wasn't the pump you up no, no, type no. song that I was looking for. No, no. And Winner Takes All definitely That's was. That's the that. one, yeah. Yeah. But as good as Kenny Loggins is, he's, he's no Hollow Notes. Right. Speaking of which, I was driving home last night. Listening to Hollow Notes. And I was listening to Hollow Notes. Sure you were. <laughs> you guys go on there. Go to iTunes and get yourself some Hollow Notes. That's right. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. They might be, they might be the, the main. Maybe they're the mascot. Of sorts for uh, let's Star just Games. make Hollow Notes the number one download because <laughs> the guys need it. They need the money. <laughs> they let's face the money. it; they probably need the money. All right. Uh, then we also had uh, Joel on Facebook. Nice. He, he posted the Ballad of GI Joe video. Awesome. Did you see that? No, not yet. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I'm going to actually insert it in the episode here. Two forces waging endless war. Every day they waste more When the day is done And they go home What do they do for fun? Night falls on G.I. Joe headquarters Shipwreck just got season one Of the Wonder Years Doc is reading Dostoevsky It's no jobs drinking beer I heard he likes to drink quite a bit Snake Eyes is painting landscapes It makes him feel at peace His latest is a series Of sunsets on the beach And Scarlet lies awake and wonders Will you still love me when I'm old? I see the way he looks at Lady J Someday he's gonna leave me in the cold No, do don't go Night falls on the Cobra Terradrome Storm shadows taken out the trash Tomax is boosting Zamot's wallet Needs the extra cash Cobra Commander loves seven beats boogie a big fan of three dog night one is the loneliest number when he takes over the world the first thing he'll do is make him reunite and Zartan sits up late and wonders I wonder, wonder who, who, who is the real me And in the end, do I really have any friends who love me for being Zartan? Love me for being me. Destro, Destro in the Baroness, Destro in the Baroness, practicing the Baroness, Destro in the Baroness, practicing the Baroness, practicing the Baroness, practicing the Baroness. 
jogging on his ham radio. His best friend is some guy he doesn't even know. If things could always be this way, wouldn't that be nice? But no dice. Cobra's got the master vice. Well, that was cool. So, yeah, it's really cool because it's basically songs about what the Joes do when they're and the Cobra guys. Yeah. When they're not fighting each other. They're not doing each other, yeah. They're not doing each other. <laughs> not battling each other. <laughs> Strike that. Check it. Edit that. If, if you notice in the video, some of them might be doing each other. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, and then Kangaroo Taco. Ah. Uh, he wanted, the other white meat. Yes, he wanted to know what are the funniest, weirdest Star Wars character names. Zuckus. <laughs> That's a good one. What, what's the What's one. the lady in the white dress? Ma- Mom, Mamana, <laughs> Mon Mothma. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that that always makes me think of uh, Godzilla, Mothra. Mothra, yeah. Yeah, um, I do have a list of ones. I went through a list of characters, and I thought these were kind of funny names. Now, this doesn't mean we don't I sent like you a link of funny character names that you printed out. No, no, I did not. That's okay. I remember. that. Did you print it out? <laughs> Why do I have to do your work for you? <laughs> You're in charge. <laughs> Right? Well, at least you admit it now. Ain't that what you told me? Yes. Yeah, so All should right. you be doing the work? Well, I did the work. <laughs> All right. You, you emailed going. it to me. All right. So That's work. This doesn't mean we don't like these characters, but these Just were funny names. Funny yeah. names, right? Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba. That's another one's on the list. Yeah. Jar Jar. Yeah. Jar Jar. Uh, Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Yeah. Salacious. Yeah. yeah. Greedo. Kind of obvious yeah. for a bounty hunter. He's greedy. Greedy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, that's a good one. I thought that was always funny when I was a kid. Uh, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto, yeah. Yeah. Dexter Jetster. Do you remember who that is? Uh, is that the... Uh, oh, it's an alien, obviously. Yeah. Um, is that the, the weird guy who has the like the the weird shape and head? He's the uh, diner owner from the prequels. Okay, then that's not him. Yeah, yeah, that uh, Qui-Gon went to go Right, visit. right, right. So that's who that was. Uh, Lobot. Lobot, I yeah. thought that's kind of... Uh, I had Mon Mothma. I had Darth Maul. I mean... That's not too bad. I like that one. Yeah, but he, he kills Maul. people, so he mauls them. Yeah. Well, uh, Neon Num. Neon Num, yeah. <laughs> that's on my list. That's a classic. Ula. Ula the dancer. Yeah. Ula, I like Ula. Ula la. <laughs> Captain Panaka. That's me, on my list, yeah. Makes me think Panaka. of Panaka, yeah. <laughs> he's got Which that Which is breath. good, you know. Darth Plagueis. Expanded, yeah. yeah. Well, he's the guy that trained uh, the Emperor. And I was like, okay, he's a plague. So, uh, Riyi's. He's he's the guy with the three uh, eyes. The three eyes. That's yes. the one. I, yeah, the yeah. weird-shaping head. Yeah. He's uh, on my list. Yeah, his name is Ree Yees. Anyway. Say that three times fast. Uh, Cy Snoodles. Cy Snoodles, yeah, the band, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yaddle. Yaddle, yeah. And then uh, Zero the Hut. <laughs> Pizza the Hut? <laughs> Zero the Hut. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Atkins asked... Uh, Who? Robert Atkins. Who the hell's that? that? That's the guy we will be chauffeuring around at Super Show. Yeah, him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, that guy. like like you hate having a no, uh, not at all. famous artist in our in your vehicle. <laughs> I might have him sign the roof of my car. Oh, I told him I says you're gonna have, sign the dash. We have no, we have a drive. Sharpie. We have a drive from the airport to his hotel wherever he's staying. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Robert, I'm not checking up with you. You have to get your own own hotel room. Chuck might check up with you though. I'm booked. <laughs> 
But uh, I told him, I said, oh, we got a nice hour drive, and I will have a nice big stack of comics for you to sign. <laughs> nice. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Um, so he wanted to know, what is your 2011 toy slash collectible Holy Grail? So what's the thing that, that you I wanna get? most want to get this year? Uh, the new stuff that's coming out is that Sky Striker. Yeah. The G.I. Joe Sky Striker that's coming out yeah. from Hasbro. Uh, we'll be discussing that in depth yes. in our <laughs> toy fair. But yeah, that's, that's what I want to get. Yeah. Um, I've got 40 bucks in my wallet right now reserved for it. Awesome. Just put right behind the old driver's license. Nice. 220s. Once I see it in the store, mine. Yep. I'm not even going to think about it. No, you shouldn't. No, mine. As much as you complain about not having it. I'm going to wear my little orange lantern ring in mine, 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 <laughs> mine, 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 mine. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, well, for me, I feel weird because I feel like I've already obtained my 2011 Holy Grail. I think you did. I, well, I obtained a couple of them. I'm looking right at it. Right. Well, one the one that Chuck's looking at is I obtained... Oh, yeah. You guys can't see. Yeah. <laughs> is the Star Wars Adat Walker. Oh, yeah. The giant one. It's huge. It's enormous. Yeah, it's freaking it, monstrous. It's a little bit about maybe three or four inches taller than the Galactus figure. It's way bigger than that Galactus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, awesome sound effects. We will do a review at some point with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But I obtained that. I also obtained the Muppets Palisades Lips figure. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. is a uh, member of the band. He's the trumpet player. And the reason why he was a Holy Grail was because in order to find him a lot of times, you most people were listing him for like two, $300. It's one of those ones. I think it was one of the uh, last ones in limited production. Limited production, yeah. Like so, yeah. And it's also one of those ones for people that want to complete the band, the group. You kind of have to get them. that one, yeah. So, Electric Mayhem. Yeah. So I was keeping an eye on one. Or I kept an eye on quite a few that were sure at a low, that were at yeah. lower price yeah. uh, that were in auction, and I was able to get one for about 60 bucks. Nice. Which, when they're going for two, dollars 60 bucks is a pretty cheap. Yeah. Pretty cheap. So. Oh, I did also, too, uh, eBay a couple of items here. I, I managed to get like uh, four comic books that we're going to be talking about in the near distant future. Uh, they're UK comics. Right. Two of them are the UK G.I. Joe, which is called Action Force. Yes. And two of which are the uh, Masters Universe He-Man UK comics, which are way different than what we have here. Yep. So once I get those in uh, down the line, we're going to be reviewing those. Okay. Very cool. That would be awesome. So, yeah, I don't know what my Holy Grail is going to be for the rest of the year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be something. Maybe that Sentinel to go with Galactus or maybe that Young Justice pack. or The Young Justice. Or I even thought about... I might be interested in the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive Sky Striker, oh, which we will talk about. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk don't, about. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Give it Yeah, that's that's good too. I want to get that. Yeah. Too. So, all right. And a couple other uh, comments. One, uh, Jamie Dahl. Yes. Uh, he of course posted a bunch of stuff. I'm not going just for time reasons. We're not going to go into all of his comments. But uh, one thing I, I need to call Jamie out on. Uh, and I don't mean to get serious about this, but I don't need this turning into an issue with anybody. Yeah. I'm friends with personally with Jamie Dahl on Facebook. Like my own personal profile, I'm friends with him on. Right. And that's cool. And I'm willing to do that with anybody. Like it doesn't bother me at all. Like some friend, anybody. Yeah. Somebody, you know, there's been a lot of our listeners that sure. become friends sure. with me and they've posted stuff on yeah. my page. And I, and I would have done the same, but I just don't have one. Yeah. And it's cool. And I'm totally up for that. Like Seb, uh, he posted on my Facebook page, like this video of Darth Vader where from return of the Jedi, where Luke takes his helmet off. Right. And somebody manipulated it to make it as if once he took the helmet off, he started playing like bluegrass harmonica. 
and it was like back and forth, back and forth, and then like Luke's looking at him weird, and then puts his helmet back on him <laughs> and stuff. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, then shortly after that, you I just want to keep everything separate. Well, no, but here's the thing. Shortly after that, Jamie made a comment on my page, saying on my personal page, saying, "What's with all the Star Wars hate, motherfucker?" Yeah. You want to post that on the fan site? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Don't be posting that shit on my personal page. I have family on there. I have friends on there. Yes, I cuss on the show, but I don't normally swear around my family or my friends or, you know, my definitely not my coworkers. Like, my boss is on there. I don't need her... Not that she could do anything about it, but I don't need her seeing someone posting motherfucker on my, on my page. I got it. It's just not cool. It's there's, not cool. There's, you know, all that stuff is there uh, on Facebook yeah. for the fans to use. Yeah. And it's there. We don't care what you put. Right. Just keep it separated. You can can put whatever you want on the fan site. Yeah, from personal to Star Joe. But on my my personal page, I ask that, hey, don't be calling me names and swearing on my my personal page. You want to cuss me out on the fan site, I don't care. That's fine. Or leave a voicemail. Or leave a voicemail cussing me out. I don't care. Or send an email. And then the other thing tied into that is then... Or tell me and I'll do it. People connected to some of the fans have been... That I'm friends with... We're sending uh, friend requests to my wife. And that's not cool either. Like, my wife doesn't know who the hell you are. Yeah. My wife doesn't care who the hell you are. No offense, but... Wife doesn't even dig this stuff. Right. <laughs> um, so she's not she's not really that big of a geek, yeah. so to say. Yeah. So don't don't yeah, send her friend... Really re- don't send her friend requests. She's not... You don't know her. She doesn't know you. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I just want to keep my personal life and the show... <laughs> Separate. I got it. But like as much said, as humanly possible. Yeah, but like you said, if you want to be friends with me and you want to like just post stuff on my on my personal page that you think I'd like or just whatever, keep that, it PC. That's yeah. fine. But yeah, keep it keep it PC. So uh, I would appreciate it. Um, and then let's see. That's pretty much all I had as far as listener feedback. As far as anything I had as far as from the forums or anything like that. But we did have another voicemail from Adam, our author friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let me go ahead and play that here. Hey guys. Adam Bassamuti, Earth 616 on the forum, and author of Deus Ex Comica, The Rebirth of a Comic Book Fan, and writer of the final chapter of XO1 and the Rock Solid Feelbots coming this summer from PKD Media and Action Lab Entertainment. So anyway, I have an action figure question for you. Now, I'm not a toy or action figure collector, but I do still have all my original Star Wars guys from the late 70s. Now, along with my Land Speeder and TIE Fighter and X-Wing and their original boxes, I have the original 12 from 1977 and that mail-away action display stand with its cardboard backdrop. Now, the original 12 have been stored in various cardboard and plastic boxes over the last 30-plus years. And since listening to your show, I've dug them out and noticed that some of the figures are tacky or sticky to the touch. Do you guys have any idea what causes that and how I can safely clean them up without damaging them? Also, I've heard terms like frosting regarding action figures. What is that, and how is that fixed? Anyway, thanks for the info, and hope to see you guys soon. Take care. All right. So, yeah, thanks for the thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is I was surprised when I heard his voicemail when he was talking about the his involvement in the Action Labs. Oh yeah. Because we know people that are involved in Action Labs. Yeah. yeah. Dave Dewanch and uh, Sean Pryor. Yeah. Uh, they it's this company of artists and writers and creators. That were doing stuff independently, they decided to come together and work together. And actually, Super Ugly also, he's involved in it. And so I was like, but we won't mention him. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, 
I was like, that's kind of awesome. He's working with these guys, and yeah. we, we know those guys. So, sure, yeah. So that was really cool to hear. So, yeah, maybe he'll go to a Super Show. Who knows? Yeah. But I, yeah, there we'll see it. Definitely support Action Lab. They have a comic coming out in the next couple months. Sure. It's called Back in the Day. It's done by Dave DeWanch. But, anyways, uh, yeah, when it comes to action figures, I didn't. Did you find anything when it came yeah, to frosting? I did. Yeah, okay. I did. I, I emailed it to you. And, okay. But I'll, I'll go into it because I remember what it was. Uh, basically, with the, the sticky and the tackiness of it, that's just how they're kept. Right. Uh, so I did find some information about that. You want to you want to just watch how you store everything, right? Because if you're storing them in um, like hot conditions and stuff like that, that's the, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. They're plastic. Yeah. Um, now the frosting thing, I really haven't heard it called frosting. I'm pretty kind of I'm yellowing. That's yeah. That was only well. No, there was a couple things I thought it could be. I thought of the yellowing. Yellowing is when when a white figure who's made of plastic starts to turn yellow over time. Right. And it's just a natural chemical reaction that happens in the plastic. Yeah. There is one way to kind of remedy this. It's kind of a newer thing. Okay. People have been taking clear jars, like a instant coffee jar. Okay. And, you know, you empty it out, wash it out, and you fill it with hydrogen peroxide. Okay. A small, like, 6% hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Um, so you might have to get it from a pharmacy. All right. It's very cheap. It's not something right. you could buy it over the counter. And it's you don't cheap. want to use a lot of it, I'm assuming. No, you do. You oh, you fill do. the jar full of oh, it. Oh, okay. So you fill the whole jar full of the peroxide. And it doesn't damage the figure? No. You, wow. You dump the, like, two, three figures in at a time in the mm-hmm. jar, close the lid, and put them in a window so they can get some sunlight. Okay. The sun somehow... Heats it up? Or? It, it chemically enhances the peroxide, and over time, slowly... The yellowing fades back to white. Oh, so the longer you leave it, you gotta be patient because the longer you leave it in, the more it reacts. And right. since the peroxide, such a small, it's six percent peroxide, so there's a lot of other stuff in, like right. water and stuff. Right. So the longer you leave it in, maybe seven days, maybe ten days. The longer you leave it in, the whiter it's going to be. And it, like stormtroopers and biker scouts, it won't damage the white. It, it kind of bleaches them a little bit, right. so they're whiter. But it doesn't damage any of the other colors. Colors, now, okay. Just the white. That was going to be my so question. So it clears it up, okay. yeah. And I'll put a link. I'll give Ryan the link and show you guys. There's two different people that I've seen have used it. Okay. I myself personally have not used it, but I do have some G.I. Joes and some Star Wars guys They're that yellowing. are a little bit yellowing. I'm going to try it. Okay, cool. I'm definitely well, going to we'll try it. report back to us and let us know. I will, yeah. Um, now, when it came to the tacky or sticky, I, yeah, I looked up some stuff about that. Yeah, I've had that too. Um, it is usually caused from heat. I've had them in the attic. And, and it, that, yeah. especially if it's in a dusty place because the dust and the heat combine to make a goo or a yeah. gunk on them. Yeah. And that's what's causing it. But the heat also could just cause the plastic to be more melty. Melty, yeah. So um, there, when it comes to that, there's uh, the stuff called Goo Gone. Yeah. It's environmentally safe, and the reason why that's kind of important is because you don't want something that's going to damage your abrasive, figure. Abrasive, yeah. That's going to be abrasive. So it, they suggest using Q-tips and putting uh, some of that Goo Gone on it and then just dabbing it on the figure and then wiping that off. You could also use... There's some other stuff like alcohol-free baby wipes. They yeah. said you could try using that. Yeah. Um, as far as just keeping them clean in general, because that's something that a lot of people have problems with, general dusting, like a light dusting. Or a feather duster. Yeah. Right. Compressed air, if you really want to get in the joints and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, a lot that. of people I, see, I know use those cans of air that you use for yeah. your keyboard. Yeah. And then uh, a mild soap bath, they say about once a year. That's what I do with mine when they're kind of really bad like yeah. that. Is I got and went and bought a toothbrush just for this purpose. Right. It's a soft toothbrush. Right. The soft bristles. Yeah. 
and you take that in hot soapy water, not well, not too hot, but yeah. nice hot soapy water, and you just scrub them up with the toothbrush. Yeah, they're fine. Now, when it comes to frosting, the only other thing I thought of because I couldn't find anything specifically talked about frosting. Yeah. Um, but the only other thing I could think of is sometimes you get condensation inside the packaging. Yeah, for mint on card, right? And that's from sunlight, right? And I don't think that there's, I don't know of any way to really Can't. fix that other than you have to open up. Over time, I mean, package. it'll just go out, but then right. you, you've got water-damaged cards. Right. Definitely get it out of the sunlight. And then, then they're faded, yeah, too, definitely, the sunlight. Yeah, yeah, definitely get it out of the sunlight, get it out of the heat. Uh, and you don't it want to should go your, away. And you hopefully... don't want to keep your figures directly in sunlight. Yeah. Like, people a lot of times put their old figures and stuff like that up in the attic. That's the worst place to put them. Yeah. If you have a dry basement, it's a good place. I have a dry basement. Or a garage. Oh, yeah, or yeah. a garage. But I was going to say, like, you don't want to put it in a moist basement. No, no. That's going to totally destroy it. Yeah, the humidity is bad for plastic. I have a very, very dry basement. It's cool. If you've got a finished basement, yeah, it's cool, but it's dry. So I've been able to keep my stuff down there without any problems. So, yeah. Uh, That is really about it. The only last piece that I have for you is you've been talking a lot about how you're eager to hook up with the ETM guys, you're eager to. Uh, share a room with them and stuff about cocks in the face and what? I, I, I'm just going based on what you said last time. <laughs> I said it would be funny. Oh, okay. If there was a photograph, well, I, of one of them sleeping. I, <laughs> well, I have. Yeah, some, never mind. Never mind. The ETM recently recorded an episode. Okay. Uh, and I was able to get some of the raw material from it, and the I, the uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes, the uncensored right. side of it, the stuff they don't show on the air. Right. And I thought what I would do is I would play you some of that to give yeah. you an idea that this might not be the guys you want to share a room with. Okay. So, uh, so I'll go ahead and play that for you right now. Sounds good. Due to graphic content and possible violence and nudity, viewer discretion is advised. What, what is the show? What do we talk about? So, yeah. Is this a comic book podcast? No. <laughs> not at all. Let's start off then. You know me, I'm a Kings and Cows guy. And, and I'm learning less than say more so... Uh, uh, since I joined uh, ETM, you know. I wanted to switch it up, my normal stuff. Well, now I'm like, I, I feel like awkward. Like, well, awkward a little bit. I've been enjoying it. Had I not done this podcast, I never would have. You know, this sounds pretty interesting. And, uh, and he knows how it goes with us. I was letting this guy have it the other day. He's not putting out like a unskilled high schooler. I'm used to it. Your butt buddy knows how to do it. Well, Lucas just finished his beer, so... Please, Please fuck him. Suck me. I'll suck you a little no, bit. And then I'm gonna have a new reach around. Then you're gonna... I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. More to caucus. More to caucus. More to caucus. More to caucus. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> so... Sleep with one eye open, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying you might want to be the fir- the last one to fall asleep. Yeah, holy crap. And the first one to get up. <laughs> Word. We're just sleep in a locked bathroom. I got you. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. No, uh, in all seriousness, though, I, I'm gonna, uh, I'll 
pull the curtain back for this one because I don't want to piss off the ETM guys. They're they're very cool. They started the same time we did. We kind of made a bond with them. Not in that kind of bond. Yeah, but, hey. Uh, but but in one of their episodes, I think it was episode 56 or something like that. Yeah, the orgy. They, <laughs> they made a comment. Uh, you heard it in there. They made a comment saying uh, they were talking about DCs, how they, they basically uh, will suck DC and I'll suck you a little bit and all that type of stuff. But no reach around. Right. So someone on their forum said, we so need a little that isolated and i was like oh i can do one better so what i did is i took that entire episode and pulled i'm the captain of pulling quotes quotes out of context (laughs) so i I pulled a bunch of stuff out and uh made a porno out of it you know yeah now it is their words yeah you guys (laughs) said that shit so uh don't get mad at us you said it all right mordecagus 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 i don't even know what that is (laughs) he wants more cock i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know all right, so you ready for some turtles? Finally? Let's talk turtles. Let's I mean, talk what some the hell. Let's, yeah. let's talk some turtles. Are we an hour in and no turtles? Uh, no, we're not that far in. Uh, about forty minutes. All right, good. So uh, let, let's get into some uh, turtles talk here. All right, yeah. What we've got here is we've we watched a couple of movies. Yes. We read a couple of books. Yep. And we got a couple of figures. Yep. Uh, so and that's how it goes. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of background with the turtles, just some basics that yep. I think most people probably know that are fans. Eastman and Laird. Eastman and Laird. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were the creators. Uh, the first appearance was t- of, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. It was a comic book. Of May of 1984, uh, believe it or not, uh, this kind of goes back to Soviet believe it to Soviet War Child. Remember how you said, "Oh my, uh, the closest I have as far as a convention is a little hotel place." Yeah, that might be the place you find the next big hit because yeah, that's where they started. Eastman right? and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles premiered at a comic book convention held at a local Sheraton hotel in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. There you go, guys. Uh, most of the stories take place in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, the concept actually came from a sketch that was, uh, something that was sketched out by Kevin Eastman during a casual evening of brainstorming with his, uh, with his friend Peter. And what they decided to do after that little sketch was they decided to use money from their tax refund that they had, uh, each of their tax refunds and a little money that was borrowed from, uh, Eastman's uncle. And they self-published a single issue comic intended to be a parody of four of the most popular comics from the, the 80s time period, which were Daredevil, New Mutants, uh, Cerebus, and Ronin. Yeah, it's a wonder I had read the damn thing. <laughs> well, this is way better. Well, and here's the thing I, w- I was talking to you about the one day. 
we've gone to conventions and we've seen those guys that have something kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're always like, we listen to them. Oh, yeah, and sometimes, like, they'll have their pages, like, stapled together in a little book. Yeah. And they're like a dollar and, like, we bought them. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're usually crap. But well, we'll give the guy a buck. <laughs> but I'll try it, yeah. I'll yeah, try it sure. for a buck. Somebody put their heart and soul right. into it. So. And, uh, it's worth a buck. Right. Someone's soul's worth a buck. But I have a feeling that if we had seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... We may have passed on We that. probably would have passed on yeah. <laughs> said, What's it about? Oh, it's about these turtles that, that mutate into human-like form, and they become ninjas, and they have a master who's a rat. <laughs> Okay, keep walking, keep walking. Yeah, it sounds far-fetched, but that's the idea, and it really caught on. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of it catching on, uh, much of the Turtles' mainstream success began with a with licensing partner uh, Mark Friedman. Uh, he actually proposed a wider merchandising opportunity for the property, and in 1986, Dark Horse Miniatures produced a set of 15-millimeter lead figures, and then in January 1988, they visited the offices of Playmate Toys. Yeah, don't lick those lead figures. No. Uh, a small California toy company, which they're not small anymore, <laughs> Playmate, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they wished to expand the action figure market. It was obviously developed into a cartoon, right? which right. was very different from the comic book. Yeah. A lot more... Uh, and then they developed comic books after the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. And I think Archie did them. Yeah, yeah. Archie did them. And... A lot of the phrases that we know with the turtles came from the, the cartoon. cartoon. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Yeah. Uh, turtle power. Turtle power, yeah. Heroes in a half shell. Right. All came from that. That's all from that cartoon, yep. yeah. And then uh, the miniseries was actually repeated three times before it found an audience. So they did like a little miniseries first. Once the product started show, uh, selling, the show got syndicated and picked up and backed by Group W, which funded the next round of animation. The show then went network on CBS, uh, accompanied by the popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1987 TV series. So then it became yeah, a series. Yeah, TV show, yeah. And subsequent action figures. And then uh, they just... from Merchandised point, everything. Yeah, yeah, they were in pop culture from then on. Yeah, video games, bed sheets, curtains, yep. plates, everything. Now, October uh, on October 21st of 2009, it was announced that cable channel Nickelodeon... Uh, which was a subsidiary of Viacom, yeah. purchased all of Mirage Studios, which was who produced the Turtles to begin with. Right, they bought them. Um, they bought them, the, bought the property. Mirage retains the rights to publish 18 issues a year, so if they want to, Mirage can still publish the comic Until book. Until it runs out, um, 2012, I think, okay. or 2011 or 2012. Well, that would uh, make sense, because... Though the future between Mirage and the Turtles and everything is really kind of unknown for sure, uh, Nickelodeon plans to develop a new CGI animated uh, television series, right? And they're going to be partnered with Paramount Pictures, and that's expected to debut in 2012. I think it runs out in 11 this summer of 11. Their comic book licensing for Mirage, so okay. they have to wrap everything up, and then Nickelodeon owns everything exclusively because they bought the Turtles from. Um, was it from Eastman or Laird? Uh, yeah, I can't remember which Peter one. Laird or something like that. Yeah. They bought him from him. It was for like Laird, 90, yeah. 90 million. Yeah, because I think Eastman still holds on to it, yeah. No, they, they own it all. Eastman right. sold. One of them sold to the other one. I think Eastman sold yeah. to Laird. Okay. Laird sold to Eastman. And one of the guys owned it. I think Laird, I think Laird sold to Eastman because I think Laird has a lot less to comment about the Turtles these days. It might be. So. And then Eastman sold it to Nickelodeon. Okay. For 90 million. Okay. So he's doing well. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Ninety million. I'll take a third of that. I'll I'll take a 
one percent of that. I'll take half. <laughs> um, so lowball yourself. Well, what I thought we would do before we start jumping into the movies and before we jump into the comics and everything else, that we should probably do our top five list first. Okay. Because it kind of touches on some of these characters, and then we can also talk about some of the other characters that were not in our top five, and then we can just jump full hog into the comics and the movies and everything else. So cool. Um, so uh, let's go into our battle files. Alright, so we what we did for the top five of this is it's our top five Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. So it could be any of the characters that have shown up in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, uh, do you want to start with your number five? or? Yeah, number five for me is a uh, favorite character in the Ninja Turtles is April O'Neil. Okay. She's so, very she, cool. Yeah, uh, now certain cartoons and certain books we're looking at, April O'Neil was a news reporter for Channel 6 News. Right. Uh, and then certain ones, she's like actually studied, uh, you know, ninjutsu and kung fu, and now yep. she's uh, a ninja. Now, in the comics version, uh, April is a former lab assistant to the mad scientist Baxter Stockman. Baxter Stockman. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she's like the plucky human companion of the turtles. So, uh, yeah, and in the cartoon that everybody is pretty much more familiar with, she always is getting in trouble, and the turtles rescue her each yep. episode. Yep. And she's the reporter for Channel Six, wearing the yellow jumpsuit. Yep. And how the turtles met her in the comics is they actually saved her from Baxter's Mouser. Mousers, yeah. Which leads into my number five, which is the Mousers. The Mousers, yeah. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if it's just the design. It's almost like a Pac-Man thing, I guess, maybe. Little chompy little things. Chompy little chompy little things. Yeah. You put a Pac-Man chompy thing with like a zombie mentality of they just swarm you. And eat everything. Yeah. And I just I just always like the Mousers. I don't know why. But that was my number five, the, the Mousers. So. Uh, yeah, number... Number four will be when me Michelangelo, okay, the turtle Michelangelo. Yep, he's more the silly, funny one. He's like the surfer uh, dude, yeah, guy. yeah. Laid back California attitude they gave him. Always wanting pizza. Uh, you know, I just like Michelangelo, and, and the nunchucks is one of my favorite weapons. Yep. So he does carry that as well. And he's head. his name comes from the Italian Renaissance painter, painter yeah. sculptor. And believe it or not, uh, originally uh, Eastman and Laird uh, misspelled his name. Oh, really? Yeah, they spelled out Michael, as you would see. Oh, the word Michael, yeah. With, with, uh, Instead of Michelangelo. Right, exactly. I gotcha. Uh, he had the nunchucks. Right. So, yeah. uh, and he was he was always the easygoing, the comic relief guy. Yeah, and he wore like the orangish-yellow yep. bandana. I think it's more orange than yellow. Yep. Uh, my number four was Casey Jones. Okay. Uh, big fan of Casey Jones. He's the vigilante that decides he's kind of a whack job. Especially in the comics, he's a whack job. Right, right. <laughs> Um, he just kind of goes out there and, uh, he's become one of their, their closest friends, but he basically attacks the enemy with, uh, all different forms of sporting equipment. Mostly baseball bats. And baseball bats, uh, sticks. golf clubs, uh, cricket, croquet, hockey uh, sticks, cricket yeah. bats and stuff like that. And he wears a uh, hockey mask, kind of like a Jason Voorhees type thing, but, but kind of painted. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cooler looking. So, so, uh, Casey Jones was my number four. Uh, you're number three. Number three, the the Shredder. The main okay. evil bad guy, the villain. Yep. I uh, always love the villains, and the Shredder was the arch enemy of the Turtles. Yep. And he was really the big enemy of uh, Splinter. Yeah, uh, and I think his name was... Oroku, Oroku Saki. Saki. Yes. yes. Oroku Saki. Hey, look at you. <laughs> look at the head on Chuck. <laughs> look at that. Can't get it in the room. And he's he's always the arch enemy in every incarnation. There's been all different kinds. There's actually in one of the more updated versions, which I think was like the 2003 or something like that. He's kind of 
a blend of Krang and Shredder, where he's like this weird little alien guy that's inside a the shell. Oh yeah, the little body they yeah. build. Yeah, Krang from Dimension X. Right. Well, but he, he Shredder in the more updated cartoon, he is he's like Krang, but he's called the Shredder. He right goes inside yeah, the yeah, armor. Yeah. Uh, my number three was uh, Raphael. Okay. Uh, so he's the one that wears the red bandana, no matter which incarnation you're yeah, talking about. He's always wearing red. Yeah. <laughs> he's always wearing red. Or he has a little R on his little yes. belt. Yeah. He's like uh, he's like the bad boy guy. He's the sarcastic guy, which is why I always liked him. Uh, he carries the size around the little smaller pitchfork size. Yeah. Weapon, yeah. Yeah, and he can throw them. He can use them to defend. He's he's the one that's closest friends with Casey Jones. Yeah, because so. both of them have the kind of same vigilante attitude yep. almost. And he always speaks with a Brooklyn accent too. Raphael. Well, they're, they're they're from Manhattan, right? So, but yeah. he's the one that's got the really deep Brooklyn accent. Yeah. So, um, and he's the hothead. Oh yeah, definitely. So all right, so that was my number three. Uh, number two for me is Casey Jones. Okay. For the reasons that you said, the vigilante wants to take on all the bad guys by himself. Yeah. I uh, just. Goes out and kicks ass at night with a hockey mask. And he gets April. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Boyfriend to April O'Neil. How could you not like that? Word. Uh, my number two was Splinter. Okay. Which is, uh, for me, is essentially Yoda in rap form. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what's his... Uh, yeah, his was uh, um, Hamato Yoshi. Hamato Yoshi, yeah. Yes. So... Rokusaki and Hamato Yoshi. Yes. So, in the TV series, he... Mutated into a rat instead of just being Yoshi's pet, right? So because well, the, the turtles themselves they were last with Yoshi, right. so they turned into more human form, right? But Yoshi was more last with the rats in the sewer, so he kind of turned into a rat, right? The mutagen. Now in the in the comic series, Splinter was Hamato Yoshi's mutate. Uh, Hamato Yoshi mutated into a rat instead of being just Yoshi's pet, because mm-hmm. there is a version where. He was a rat that turned into a human instead of a human yeah, that turned into a rat. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't either. In the live action movie, that That's was the, the that was yeah. the one thing in the live action movie that I was like, that looks like shit. Yeah, the one where the rat's in the cage and he's doing the, the martial arts of his master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, give me a fucking break. He's yeah. still just a rat then. Oh yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen rats do kung fu. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't normally hang out with rats. Right. Know. So uh, so that's uh, Splinter. Yeah. Number one for me is Raphael. Okay. Uh, my favorite turtle of yeah. all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same reasons you said. Just yeah. like the wisecracker, the smart ass, the, the hothead. Hothead, yeah. yeah. Red um, bandana. Right. <laughs> my number one favorite was Leonardo. No okay, big yeah. surprise there. He's the leader. He's the devoted student. None of us like Donatello. <laughs> I like Donatello. Maybe it's purple. He's, he's the gadget guy. I like him over Michelangelo. I don't. Uh, I do. Michelangelo's a little too silly for me. But, I like uh, the silly. Eh. Uh, Leonardo's named after Leonardo da Vinci, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and he carries the katanas around, and he has the ninja bl- sword. Yeah. He has the blue, uh, blue, yeah. and uh, um, blue is my favorite color. So I like red. It's so my we'll favorite go, color. So we'll go with that. Um, so uh, some other characters, like you said, we didn't mention Donatello. Who he's the scientist, he's the inventor, uh, the fourth turtle. Yeah, he's named after the sculptor Donatello, and he wields the bow staff. Yeah, and, pretty weak weapon. In my uh, opinion. that was in the game that you liked. That tur- turtle game is the strongest weapon, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> because um, it had the longest reach. He is the least violent. Uh, yeah, he'd rather use his brains rather than uh, anything else. And uh, he's also voiced by 
Who? Corey Haim. No. Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> He's no. Fel- yes. Is it Feldman it's or is it Fel- Haim? No, it's Feldman. Are you sure? I looked it up. <laughs> I thought it was Corey Haim. Dude. No, Corey Haim. Right there. <laughs> Feldman. <laughs> I don't know if that's I copied it. accurate. I copied it from IMDb. Corey Feldman. <laughs> it's Corey All Feldman. Right. Corey Haim's dead. I know. That's the one that's dead. Right, I know. Corey Feldman's not. Drugs. It's sad. Yeah. Should we do one for The Fallen? <laughs> no. But, yeah. Corey... No, he was in Goonies, right? That's the guy who was in Goonies. Corey Feldman was in Goonies, right. God, I, I thought it was the other one for the longest time. No. Uh, and he... Corey Feldman's the one with the deeper voice. Corey Haim's got a more high-pitched voice. So, but... Yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman was actually in the first live-action Turtles movie. I mean, did the voice of Donatello. The voice of Donatello, yeah. And he did the... I don't think he's a Nil Ninja. No. <laughs> and he did the voice of Donatello in the third live-action Ninja Turtle movie, which was horrible. Um, <laughs> but he didn't do it in the second one. The Ooze, which yeah. is also horrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there was also Krang. Yeah. Uh, who was this alien. He Little alien brain, brain from the Genetics, yeah. Yep. Uh, there was also Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady, who were the mutant uh, warthog and rhino. Of the Foot Clan. Of the Foot Clan. And that's the thing I, I loved about it, too, is like, they, Shredder sent out the his robots to go get yeah. the two two vicious creatures. Animals, yeah. Animals to turn into mutants and yeah. stuff like that. Well, they broke into the zoo in the Central yeah. Park in Manhattan. And the first thing they grab is a rhino and a warthog. <laughs> Well, a rhinoceros is pretty, you know, big oh, and scary, want, vicious. I don't so. want to get in its way. A warthog, you know, I guess they're kind of... But if I'm going into a zoo, I'm probably going to pick a tiger, a lion, bear. A bear, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if I'm going for vicious, yeah, yeah. Maybe those are the first two they could round up. Maybe. Good thing <laughs> well, they didn't go around the chip cage or, <laughs> or throwing poo at We'll get other. the red-butted baboon version. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> Baxter Stockman turned Baxter into a fly. Baxter Stockman turned into a fly. And then we had uh, also um, the Neutrinos. The Neutrinos from Dimension, Dimension X. Dimension X. And then we also had, um I'm trying to remember, oh, uh, Usaki Yojimbo, who wasn't directly from yeah. the Turtles, but he that he was a rabbit, rabbit. samurai. Yeah. He was created about the same time as the Turtles. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, what happened is... And he has his own comic, too, don't he? Oh, you? yeah. It's been going on forever. I know. And it's awesome, too, from what I've heard. I've never read it, yeah. but I've heard it's awesome. Um, I'm very interested to read it, actually. Knock yourself out. But uh, they actually did a crossover yeah. Oh, yeah. with the characters a lot of, t- a lot of times. Yeah, and a lot of the Playmates uh, Ninja Turtles toys, there were just different characters created right. that were not in the cartoon. Yep. And a lot of them, like, toward the 90s when they were doing this, the early 90s, yep. they got really silly with the characters. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a guy, like, a pizza guy with, like, a... I think it's, like, a pizza wheel as a leg or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, yeah. Um, now, the animated series ran from 1987 to 1996, so it ran yeah. for quite a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially in today's standards where an animated series might last... Three, 34, 50, three, 65 episodes. four yeah. years, something like that. Currently, 178 of the episodes are available on DVD. Yes. So check that out. Yeah, there's seasons. You can buy the different seasons of the Ninja Turtles. So if you watch one a day, you'll be done about a third of the way in the year. Yeah. A little over a third of the way. Turtle power. They would also, uh, in the later seasons, they would actually have turtle tips, much like the PSAs that G.I. Joe did and everything else. Right. In 1997 to 1998, the Turtles started in the live-action TV series. I don't even remember this. I don't either. It was called Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, that it followed the events of the movie, the live-action movie. Oh, yeah. 
And they actually introduced a fifth turtle, which was a female named Venus de Milo. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not remembering this at all. And she was skilled in the mystical arts of the Shinobi. Now, the only thing I know about Shinobi is Sega the, Genesis. the video game. <laughs> Shinobi. Um, it was canceled after one season. No shit, huh? It, only, it lasted 26 episodes, believe it or not. 25 too many? <laughs> uh, since its cancellation, Peter Laird has disavowed the character of Venus de Milo. <laughs> oh, it's been retconned out. <laughs> While Kevin Eastman's more open to talk about her. Yeah, it's more like uh, Lucas and the Holiday Special, huh? Yeah. It seemed to follow uh, a loose continu- uh, continuation of the movie franchise uh, because Fred- uh, Shredder was already defeated and the Turtles would encounter new villains. Uh, other connections to the films included the fact that Splinter's ear was cut, uh, if you remember that from the first movie, and then the foot soldiers were humans. The Turtles lived right. in an abandoned subway station rather than the sewer. Right in the sewer, yeah. Uh, the next turtle uh the next mutation turtles made a guest appearance on power rangers in space yeah i've never really <laughs> so, power rangers were way after our time yeah. they were like early 90s and we're, we're not really fans of those I no mean, i can't speak with you but i'm not i liked the pink ranger well everybody did from the beginning yeah. naked from the first one yeah word yep uh then there was a another animated series to, from 2003 to 2009 wasn't the yellow ranger woman too yes okay. but the pink ranger was the hot one well yeah so don't get me wrong, I'll do the yellow ranger. I'm not going to throw the yellow ranger. <laughs> um, she was Asian, too, which is kind of funny. Yellow ranger. Yellow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Those skeletons just keep falling out of that closet, man. I'm sorry. It just, go ahead, go ahead. It was too easy. I guess. Um, so in 2003 to 2009, uh, there was a second series, and what they decided to do is they decided it was uh, for kids entertainment, and it was uh, airing on the Foxbox programming. Block, and it was co-produced by Mirage Studios. And this was actually a little bit darker version of the Turtles because they wanted to get a little bit closer to yeah, the yeah. original concept of the Turtles. Right. But still making it kid-friendly. Yeah, they weren't all balloons, pizzas, and party no, wagons. Yeah. No. Uh, and then... That's the, what we got. The series, <laughs> la- right, the series lasted until 2009 and ended with the feature-length television movie titled Turtles Forever. I like that. I love that. Yeah. And we're going to get in-depth in that one. Uh, in a little bit here, but well, besides Turtles Forever, I mean the series there. Oh yeah, the series was that good was too. on. Uh, I think it was on the WB. Yep, I, I really enjoyed that. And there was an updated version from stuff I was looking at. The third animated series was the CG one that I was talking yeah, about the earlier. CGI one, yeah, the last thing that was posted, and I think this is probably a little bit off, but they were saying by April 11th of 2011 it was going to come out. So it was going to be this year. Yeah. I think it's looking more like 2012. I think it got pushed back because of the yeah. the merger with Nickelodeon. Did you know that they also did a live concert? No. In 1990, it was called Coming Out of Their Shell. Nice. And they were, the Turtles were band members. Oh, you know, I remember hearing something about yeah. that. <laughs> Masters of Universe did a live concert thing, too. Yeah. Songster was, like, one Ooh, of the guys who... Wow. Yeah. It wasn't even a real character. They created a character called Songster right. to come on and, and sing songs about the Masters of Universe as they come on stage and acted out fight scenes. Wow. It was super gay. <laughs> so I can only imagine how gay this was. <laughs> um, the, they obviously had the live action movies, so the first one came out in 1990. Yeah. Uh, Which was, it was, it was good. That was good. I liked it was the first good. one. The first one was good. Yeah. Then uh, Secret of the Ooze came out in 1991. So That's they, the one with Vanilla Ice. Right. right. They did that in one year. Not a fan. Which it shows. 
And then they did the third one, which was atrocious. Really not which a fan. Was the Turtles in Time came out in 1993. That's a turd. Then they did uh, the TMNT, which is the CG one that came yeah. out in 2007. That was really good. With that one... Here's, that's the one we watched, right? Yeah, that's the one we watched. I'm going to just give a brief sure. synopsis of what happened in it, and then you could talk about your, your thoughts on it. It's My reaction real, to it. Yeah, I have a real, real short thing about it. Um, after the defeat of their old arch nemesis, the Shredder, the Turtles are needed more than ever, but Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo have become lost and directionless. Uh, Leonardo has gone to Central America on the orders of the martial arts master and father figure, Splinter, for training. Uh, Donatello and Michelangelo have started small business in Leonardo's absence, and meanwhile, strange things are happening in New York City. An army of ancient creatures threaten to take over the world, and the Turtles must unite again to save it. Yeah, basically what it happens uh, is Leonardo goes off, leaves him, Raphael gets pissed, he thinks that he abandoned him, yeah. but he actually went on Splinter's order to go get some more training, yep. so he can become the leader to lead them into the next century or whatever, but uh, he feels abandoned and left and betrayed by Leonardo, yeah. and he's hostile and uh, angry at him. Yep. So when he comes back, he has that issue to deal with. And basically they're fighting a guy who is undead. Yeah. And he, his only wish is to to just die. Yeah. He just wants to die. Right. So he has to get all this stuff together, all these other things together to open up the porthole yep. so he can just go and die. Yep. And his name is uh, Winters. Winters, yeah. Yeah. Um, some interesting things. But his other guy, he's a general uh, previously, and his other followers are statues. And mm-hmm. they come to life, and they want to take over to continue, and he's like, He's like, no. Well, they they mostly just want to keep things as is. As is, yeah. He lives forever. They because they sacrifice themselves so he could live forever, <laughs> right? And they feel like he, he owes them. He's now rejecting what they gave to him, right? He owes them, so, but he, yeah. yeah. Um, it was really cool. It's a bit darker, yeah, uh, which I liked. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was um, good. I'm glad the, I watched it. The fight scene between Raphael and Leonardo was awesome. Yeah, they they actually have a fight together. Yeah, and Leonardo goes rogue for not but Raphael goes Raphael rogue. goes rogue. Yeah, and he gets like a little costume on, and he's out there fighting the bad guys by himself without the other three yep. turtles. Yep. A couple actors that that actually did voices in here. We have uh, Patrick Stewart did Winters, the voice of Winters. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne did the narrator voice. <laughs> I thought it was recognizable. And uh, Kevin Smith uh, did the diner cook. There was a scene with a diner cook in it, and he lent his voice to that. That was Kevin Smith? Nice. Yeah. Now, here's a really cool one. Chris Evans, the guy that's going to be Captain America, yeah. was Casey Jones. No kidding, huh? Yeah. That dude's in everything. He's in everything. So, yeah, so that was uh, TMNT. Really cool. I actually got some figures from it. Yeah, you can actually pick that up at your local Target and Walmart right now. Yeah. That that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's under want, 10 bucks. Do you want to go into the figure review real quick? Of or? those? Yeah. Yeah, we could and then come back. Sure. And we'll come back. All right, so we'll go into the Kung Fu Grip. Kung Fu Grip. All right, so I ended up liking the movie enough that I was like, I'm going to look for figures. Yeah, so I go to the bay. Right, so I went to the bay. Uh, found some. I actually uh, may have gotten these through Amazon, though. Either way. Um, we went but, to the net. Yes, went to the net and found a Leonardo uh-huh. and a Casey Jones. Both fairly cheap, not too badly priced. I think they were like maybe 20 bucks or something like that. Um, but they were still brand new in packaging. They were still brand new in packaging. 
And I, the thing I liked about them was the fact that they looked very much like the the, oh, actual, the movie actor, the movie actor, yeah, the movie actor figures. Yeah. And the articulation is very basic. I mean, it's good basic though. Yeah. And the sculpts look good. So I mean, it was one of those things where okay, I like the movie a lot. And I like the figures a lot now, too. Yeah, Leonardo here, just looking at him, his head is on a ball, his shoulders are on a ball joint. He has swivel bicep, swivel uh, elbow, no, and uh, swivel wrists. Yep. Uh, no articulation in the waist, because he's a turtle, obviously. Right. Now, he does have hinged... At the hip? Yeah, swivel, well, it's a, it's, it's it's a ball, a ball joint. jointed hip, yep. yeah. Uh, knee cut articulation here, and that's it. Right. No foot, ankle... But he's pretty good, and he's pretty movie accurate. And he's a lighter shade of green, like he was in the film. Yep. Um, so he's got basically the uh, you know bandanas on his uh, knee pads, elbow pads, bandanas on his wrists. Yep. And he's, a little sash holding his twin katanas, yep. the two swords, and the swords come out. Swords come out of the sheaths on the back, and then he comes with a uh, a glider. Yeah, a little hang glider. Hang glider, because he in the movie when he returns, he actually hitches a ride on an airplane. Right, yeah. a jet, and then he comes off the landing gear from that and glides, down, glides yeah. down into the water. So it came with a little glider that actually attaches very neatly to the back of the very shell. easily onto yeah. a shell. It co- goes on easily. It comes off easily. Yeah, there's so. no. It doesn't hinder the swords or the yep. anything at all. It just clips onto the back of the shell, and he stands up with it. So you can have him displayed with the glider, without the glider. Yep. You know, if you're a kid, you know, toy with a glider. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other figure I got was Casey Jones, yeah. and again, he's movie accurate, so he's a little cartoony looking. Right, but that's how he was in the movie. Right. Um, and he comes with a whole bunch of accessories. He comes with two baseball bats. Yeah, which kind of like similar to Leonardo's swords. Right. They're back-to-back in the back holding uh, yeah, he's a little back, baseball bats. He has yeah. a back holder. Uh, and then he comes with also a golf, golf, uh, bag. golf bag. He comes with a golf club. Yeah. A cricket mallet, yeah, and his mask, his hockey mask, it is removable. It's removable, so you can put his mask on him. It goes on pretty easily. Yeah, it just clips and on. stays on, and it comes off. You as can easily. take it off. Yeah, yep. Um, and his, what's his articulation points on that? His articulation points. He has his head. Uh, it only turns left and right. Okay, so it's not on a ball. No, uh, he has his his arms, which only go up and down. He doesn't have any elbow articulation. He does have twisting at the wrist. Swivel wrist, yeah. Uh, he does have twisting at the waist. Okay, so he has some waist articulation. And then he has uh, just uh, backwards and forwards move- movement at the hips and backward and forward movements at the knees. Okay. So he's got a little bit less articulation. Yeah. But for my purposes of just displaying him, it, that's fine. Right, right. And he's wearing his... Uh Traditional Casey Jones gear. He's got you know, the shoulder pads on with the, the black shirt and look at the umpire. Yep. Your chest plate, uh, like blue jeans, some uh, knee pads, and uh, the big boots, the yep. great boots. And the thing I like about the golf bag that he comes with, everything can fit in the golf bag. Yeah, and the, the gloves, yeah. And he, he can actually wear the bag. He can actually wear the bag, and it stays on per, on his shoulder pretty easily. Like it doesn't. You move them around, and right. it, it doesn't just fall off all the time. Just because of the plastic that it is, it, yep. it'll easily adhere to the figure. Yep. And uh, he stands with the golf bag on, so he's ready for display. Yeah. So yeah, both of them are really cool. Yeah, they're they're nice. I mean, they're again, they're basic figures, but they're a good kind of basic. Um, yeah, and the Ninja Turtles were never really high on articulation. No. Anyway, no. Now, not only did Playmates do some figures, but also NECA did. A few NECA figures. did. 
And there were going to be some more figures coming out this year, but with the purchase, like, from Nickelodeon again, that's delayed everything again from NECA putting out more figures. So yep. 2012 is probably when we'll see those, but that was... Uh, and the NECA figures are based on the comic book. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Yeah, so, they pretty much all had the red bandanas. And you can find you can find a black and white set of all four, all four turtles yeah. for probably about 40 bucks, 35, yeah, 40 but bucks. if you want the colored versions of them... Yeah, you're talking high price because Raphael was, was low production. Low production yeah. So you're probably talking a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood, 150 to 200 dollars. So probably more like 200 dollars yeah. if you want an all set of all of them. Right. Um, but if you wanted just the black and white ones, which are exactly the same sculpts, yeah. or just black and white instead of colored. Yeah. Now 40 bucks to 200. And Raphael is the reason that the price is so high because you can pretty much get all the rest of them. For like 30, to 30 40, 40 bucks. Yeah. Um, but to get Raphael, he himself is like $100. Yeah, and they also did uh, on April O'Neil in three different jumpsuit colors. They did okay. some Mouser figures that were exclusives. Very nice. And they were supposed to do like Shredder and stuff like that, but they got never, never got released. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's see. Why don't we finish talking about the movies and then we can get into the comics? Sure, sure. Uh, there was one other movie we wanted to bring so up. So we did uh, we did watch Turtles Forever, which came out in 2009. And that was the one from Nickelodeon Studios. Yep. And this is really interesting, especially if you're someone that likes multiverses and stuff like that. So I, I have Or time a, travel. Yeah. I have a in-depth thing, and I'm, so I'm going to do paragraph by paragraph, and you can tell me your thoughts Go for on it. stuff. When a battle, and we're going to spoil the hell out of this one too. So, yeah. So if you haven't seen Turtles Forever and you want to skip ahead like ten minutes. Yeah. So when a battle between the purple dragons and what appears to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is captured on film, the turtles are quick to refute their master Splinter's accusations of carelessness uh, because again these are the 2003 turtles. Right. Uh, breaking into uh, the purple dragons' headquarters to get. To the bottom of these mysterious doppelgangers, our turtles discover that their imposters are, in fact, versions of them from another dimension. Yes, and those are the yeah, the early cartoon turtles. Right, the 80, uh, 87 turtles. The goofy other dimensional 1988 turtles, is how they refer to them, uh, proved to be a hassle for the more serious-minded 2003 turtles, but they are soon able to discern that they were teleported into their world in a dimensional portal accident that has brought their arch-nemesis Shredder and Krang and their battle fortress, the Technodrome, along with them. Right. The eight turtles head below the ground to track down the Technodrome, but their presence together only clues Shredder in the, into the fact that there may be a version of himself on this world that he can ally with uh, to take the turtles down. Right. So... Uh, the Technodrome escapes, and the Turtles resolve to create a portal device of their own so they can travel to the 1988 yeah, universe. Yeah, the 88 version of Donatello actually creates this out of a flashlight. Right. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, and then, then the 2000 version's like, what the hell are you doing? It's a flashlight. <laughs> He's like, yeah, with a little luck and ingenuity and some tape, uh, who knows? <laughs> so it, it's really... S- goofy, you know, silly, wonky stuff with the 88 Turtles, yep. when the other Turtles are being more serious. Yep. And what they're going there for is they want to get some gear that they usually use to take down the Technodrome. Yeah, they have to go back to the 88 time period for the Turtles to go get their anti-Technodrome stuff. Right. Uh, while the Turtles are occupied with the task, Shredder uses the Technodrome technology to locate his dimensional counterpart, the Utron, uh, Utram, right. uh, known as Chirel. Which is just a little goofy alien gumdrop kind of thing looking. Yep. 
and but he takes on the form of Shredder. Shredder like in a, he goes in like a, a battle suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, much um, like Crane did with his bodysuit. Exactly. And Shirell uh, is actually frozen in exile on asteroid ice asteroid after his final defeat by the two thousand three turtles. Right. Right. Uh, he's teleported to the Technodrome, but upon recovering, immediately overthrows his bumbling other self yeah. and seizes control of the fortress. Which I liked. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he kicks ass and takes names. With the aid of his adopted daughter, Karai, right. uh, who had been monitoring his movements and tracked him down and realizing that he had escaped his frozen prison. Yeah, that's the Shredder's adopted daughter. Yep. Uh, now, Karai actually appeared in the TMNT CG movie. The other movie, yeah. Right. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. With the Foot Clan. Yep. Uh, so using Dimension X technology and Utron science to create a new robotic exoskeleton for himself, Terrell dispatches his right-hand man, Hun, who's been mutated into a monstrous mutant turtle himself after being doused with mutagen from the 1988 universe in the earlier battle to track down the turtles. With the aid of Bebop and Rocksteady, Hun finds and attacks the turtles' lair, but the eight reptiles complete a dimensional portal stick, which is what you were mentioning with it being a flashlight. Right, yeah. And, uh, I actually refer to it as the porthole stick. Yes. <laughs> I got whole new meanings for that. The porthole stick? Yes. And they escape to the 1988 universe. Unfortunately, Splinter is captured by Hun and they brought to the Utram Shredder. The new Shredder, yeah. Right. To serve as bait in a trap. Uh, the 2003 Turtles meet the 1988 universe versions of April O'Neil and Splinter and then return to the 2003 universe with the 1988 Turtles vehicle, the Party Wagon. The Party Wagon. And, and the blimp, Turtle Blimp, yeah. yeah. And then when they went there, everything was really cool because it was like Ninja Pizza, Ninja Cleaners, right. Ninja Shoe Repair. Yep. It's funny. And uh, they discovered that in their absence, the Utram Shredder has fused sciences of the Utrams and the Dimension X and rebuilt the Technodrome as a truly terrifying war machine. Uh, filled with legions of ro- improved robotic foot soldiers, so they weren't the bumbling idiots right. they were before. Yeah. Entering the fortress to recover Splinter, the turtles are defeated, and Utram Shredder then reveals his master plan while using the 1988 Shredder's equipment to survey the multiverse in his plan to conquer it. He has discovered that there are not just the turtles of 1988 uh, and the 2003 world, but hundreds of them. And that was kind of yeah. cool. They showed like all these images. Yeah, all the different uh, incarnations of the turtles that yeah. have never been. And, right, and ones that have never been, some that may have been around yeah. for like an issue or two. Um, but so, it, it all leads back to where it began. Which was Universe Prime. Yeah, Turtles Prime. Turtles Prime. So they had uh, Utram Shredder scans the eight turtles to locate the base similarities between them uh, to find Turtle Prime, and the brothers apparently do not survive the process. Once the Utram Shredder has teleported the Technodrome away across the dimensions to, to Turtle Prime, however, the turtles reappear, having been saved from oblivion by Karai. Right. Who, she doesn't believe in what her father's doing. With their world being erased around them, uh, they plan the Shredder's plans go into motion. The Turtles break into Purple Dragon headquarters again to get some tech the criminal stole, so this way they can track it down. With the aid of the of a repentant Hun, uh, they accomplish their task and are whisked away to the grim, gritty, monochrome world of turtle all turtle realities. And they're attacked by the Mirage Turtles, which are the original, the original turtle. black and white right. Ninja Turtles. And uh, the 12 Turtles, with the aid of Splinter, Karai, and even the 1988 Shredder and Krang, they actually take down uh, the Utram Shredder. Everything returns back to normal. Uh, with their foe defeated, the Turtles watch as their respective realities restore themselves. This was my favorite part of the whole thing, was at the very end, 
While the 2003 Turtles used their portal stick to return, uh, return to their world, the Mirage Turtles decided to go get some pizza to eat as somewhere else across time and space, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman put the finishing touches on the first issue of Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, expressing the, the hope that the book will sell. Yeah, and then they went to go get pizza. Right. And I just thought that was an awesome yeah. touch at the end because when they were talking about which is the Turtles' prime world, I was thinking, okay, there might be a chance they're going to the real world because where Eastman and Lair yeah, yeah. are, because that's technically the prime world. And so I was like, but then I also thought it could be the Eastman and Laird comic book series. Right. So then when they appeared there, I was like, well, this is pretty cool. And then also they threw that touch at the end. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and how they defeated them, they all had to work together to take down the, the Uber Shredder. Right. But it was like Bebop and Rocksteady who accidentally tripped over a cord, cord. and plugged it back in. Right. Oh, Shredder will be thanking us for plugging right. this back in and not leaving it unattended. And it launched the big giant ray, which... Evaporated, Ended up destroying it. them. Yeah, kill the so, shredder. Yeah, so it was, it was just a really cool story. Uh, that's I would say if you're going to pick up anything that is turtles related, yeah, to definitely check pick out, up Turtles Forever. Everybody. Turtles Forever is what you'd want to pick up. I found it at Walmart for like ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks or under, you can find it. Um, it's worth it. It's worth sure. the money. Oh yeah, especially the running time on that. Especially if you like multiverses and stuff like that. It's really it's about cool. An hour. So uh, seventy three minutes, a little yeah, over, a little, little over an hour. hour. But yeah, I mean, it was it was just so cool. Yeah, so that was the movies that we watched, the two movies, and the three uh, books we had. Free comic book day a couple years ago, there was an Eastman and Laird Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reprint, which was the black and white original. Then we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Heroes in a Half Shell. Uh, It's the 25th anniversary of the three uh, first three comic books that uh, put up by Archie. Right. So it was issues one, two, and three. It's in a little digest form. And it retails for eleven ninety five. And then uh, I also got the Eastman and Laird Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the quarter century celebration, so the twenty fifth anniversary celebration one. It's for twenty bucks, and you get basically uh, Kevin Eastman, I believe, went through all this and went through a lot of his old issues and picked out some of his favorite stories. So there's like what seven, six, seven stories in there. There's yeah, there's a good chunk. Well, there's a lot of little ones too, like two, three page stories. Right. But then there's some big chunk stories. So I'd say you're I mean, for twenty bucks you're getting your money's worth. And it's, it's probably over a hundred pages. Yeah. And some of them are colored for the first time. Yeah, some of them are colored for the first and some some are not. Right. But it's it's really good because you have uh, like the first story that's in there. What's it it's called? Awesome. Like, yeah, the very first story that, that was really good was in here was me myself and I. That was a really good one. Yeah. What else is in it? Just that's the run that's the uh, well. Just to let you know, the me myself and I is one of the earliest uh, introductions, that probably the earliest introduction actually of Raphael and Casey Jones. It's the first time they meet up with each other and they actually get in a fight with each other. And Casey Jones is just freaking psycho in this thing. Yeah, he's a badass. Um, but yeah, really cool. Uh, some of the other stories are Complete Carnage and Radical. Uh, you had to be there. That's a good one. Uh, Fun with Guns, Shell of the Dragon, 49th Street Stompers, The Unmentionables, Turtle, and then Turtles Take Time. And Turtles Take Time is probably the biggest one. It wasn't my favorite art in the entire thing. Uh, as far as out of all the stories. Yeah, I didn't like the last one at all. Yeah, I liked the story, but I didn't care. I didn't, the, I didn't, I didn't like care. either uh, the art or the story on the last yeah, one. Yeah, I, I liked the, the story was okay, but I didn't like the art at all in yeah. the last one. Uh, it wasn't typical uh, Eastman or Laird art. The interesting thing with them also is they would, their art style was very similar to each other, so mm-hmm. they would take turns drawing. drawing. Yeah. Yeah, and in the, in the little digest, the Heroes in a Half Shell, the 25th anniversary... 
basically you have the it gives you a couple pages of the origin of the Ninja Turtles, how they came yeah. to be. Then it gives you the cover art of the issue number one produced by Archie. Then you get the story. You get the cover art of issue two. Then you get the story, the cover art of issue three. Then you get the story. And in the back, there's like a three, four page uh, just gallery yeah. of uh, the Ninja Turtles and some sketches, original sketches, works and stuff like that that they've done. Yeah. Uh, but basically, this follows, if you've watched the first episodes of the Ninja Turtle cartoon from what was yeah. that, 88, 87? Yeah, 87, 88. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much these three episodes here, how they became to be the Turtles. And it's almost word for word. It's, yeah, it's, it's really damn close. I mean, it was like, I was reading it, and I was like... I remember watching oh, this as a kid. Oh my yeah. god, I, I remember exactly how it sounded. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can hear uh, Shredder speaking these di- this dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah looked, but... It was a fun read. It was. It was a good little read. Like I said, it's like eleven ninety five. Yeah. But little DCBS, we got it a little yeah. cheaper. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a cover price, little pricey for what you're getting. Yeah, I think um, we pay what seven, seven especially bucks. Especially when you something. compare the two, because the one, yeah, oh yeah, the twenty fifth anniversary one is like huge, and you're getting a lot more stories. Whereas this one's like a more of a digest size. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Right. But like I said, if you had to pay cover price for it, I. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, and the best one of all is the free comic book day one. Right, it was free, and there's a lot in it. And there's a lot in it. Yeah, there's and it's but it's all black and white. Now it's, it's all not traditional. It's, it's not free anymore. No, this was like two <laughs> years ago. So if you wanted to day. get it, you could probably find it on eBay. You could probably get it pretty cheap though. Yeah, I didn't read this one, but it. I mean, it was. I mean, like you said, the art's typical art. It introduces the characters. Yeah, it just um, reprints that first story. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty awesome. When we we will certainly revisit the turtles in future episodes at some point. Yeah, we're just waiting basically on the new comics to come out, if any, right? And some new action figures in the new movie in 2012. Right. We just wanted to hit on it right now because of uh, the yeah. demand and the and the green green history month. So. Yeah. Also wanted to throw out there uh, for you guys. Speaking of this month, because there's not a lot of time left. Thank you for anyone that's voted for us in the Noisy Award. If you haven't yet, uh, please do so. The information is on our forum. I will also post it on our Facebook site, so this way people can vote through there. Um, you do have to email it in. You do have to say what you're voting for. Yeah. But we appreciate those that nominate us, and we really appreciate those that are voting for us. We have until the 28th of February. So 28th of February at 11.59 p.m. is when everything ends, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, and uh, we'll let you know if we win. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm, th- I'm sure they'll know. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I thought maybe we could cover since we kind of had this already set up was since we're talking about cartoons, um, someone has suggested doing a top five list of cartoon worlds that you would want to live in if you could. Yeah. I, I made in, I, you can interpret it any way you wanted to. I interpret it as you're living in the cartoon world, but you're still Chuck and I'm still Ryan. You, right. You don't get to all of a sudden be, the heroes that are in it, you're just you. So what? That's how I interpreted the question. It's basically what what cartoon world do you want to live in? Yeah. So what? what did uh, you number have? five, I had the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world. Okay. Uh, because it's New York, right? And uh, there's a lot of pizza. Yeah. Seems like <laughs> and you pretty, could, you seems could, like it's a pretty happy place. Yeah, and and you could see uh, you know Ninja Turtles just walking around, running around. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, number five for me was Voltron. Pretty futuristic looking, spacey. Yeah. Spacey, uh, you know. Maybe I live in the in the castle. I don't know. I don't know where I'm yeah, living. Hey, who knows? Um, I, I, obviously, obviously, it'd be cool if I was 
driving the lions, but obviously if I'm just me, I'm probably not. Maybe there's a there's a job, you know, right? Maybe I can like be the tech guy on the lions or yeah, something. Like you that. can you know, apply for that job and maybe right. get hired. So right. Stuff. Yeah. Um, the the downside and the thing that made me put it at number five is you got those robo beasts all of a sudden appearing yeah. here and there, and they might stomp on my house, and that's not so cool. Yeah, that's not so cool. That's that's <laughs> why my number four is the transformers. Okay. Sure, it'd be cool to hang around with transforming robots that transform into things, but. There's a downside. There's some Decepticons out there that would just yeah. kill you. I didn't. I didn't even put Transformers on my list for this uh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. I didn't even put Transformers on my list because I was like, you know what? I don't need a robot falling on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number four was actually the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. A uh, little scary because of the Technodrome appearing occasionally here and there. But most of um, it tries to stay underground. Yeah. You know, hope, hopefully, I don't walk into some mutant gin. Although that might be kind of cool. Yeah, to get um, mutated into something. Yeah, something. yeah, who knows? But yeah, it's kind of the same reason. You know, lots of pizza. There's, you know, you might see a turtle yeah, at some and they're point. Ninjas. And they're ninjas. Yeah. I like ninjas. Who so. don't? Uh, number three for me is Star Wars. Okay. So I would want to live in a Star Wars world. This is cartoon worlds. Well, there is a cartoon. Okay. The the Clone Wars. It's not a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's an animated. It's on the Cartoon it's, Network. It's animated. Is it not on the Cartoon Network? It's not a cartoon, though. That classifies it as a cartoon. There's a lot of stuff on the Cartoon Network that's not a cartoon. Not the commercials. <laughs> I'm thinking Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> number three. I would have picked Star Wars, but it wasn't a cartoon. I think it is a cartoon. If you live in droids or Ewoks, no, I, I wasn't going to pick those, though. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, those are horrible. But yeah, just to be able to live in the uh, the time yeah. when the Clone Wars. I, said, I would have be cool. I would have picked it, but it's not a cartoon. I believe it is. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's not what? a cartoon. Yes, it is. It's not a cartoon. What is he? It's an an- it's CG animation. Whatever. That's a cartoon. That's not a cartoon. What the fuck? Yes, cartoon it is. is 2D. It's two Whatever. dimension. It's two dimensional. It's drawn. Whatever. It's not a cartoon. Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, my number three would be Smurfs. Nice. Because would you want to catch them and eat them? Well, it doesn't seem like much happens to the humans in the Smurfs world. <laughs> you went with a safe pick. I, I'm going for safe. I'm going for safety. Like I'm going to be walking around the kingdom, and I might see a little blue elf. Oh, you want to live in medieval times with Johan and yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm me. So okay. I'm not going to be a Smurf. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to be me. So I might yeah I might see a Smurf running around. Maybe I, I won't. Maybe I'm just going to be there like picking. Maybe you're the blacksmith. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm picking dirt out of Smurf the berries. out of the ground like the uh, in the Monty Python the Holy Grail where <laughs> she's just moving dirt from yeah. one spot to the other. Nice. Oh, who do you think he is? <laughs> I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Well, how'd you become king, then? The Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering Samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Be quiet! But you can't expect to wield supreme executive power just because some watery tart threw a sword at you. Shut up! If I went round saying I was an emperor just because some moistened bint had lobbed a scimitar at me, they'd put me away. Shut up! Will you shut up? Ah, now we see the violence inherent in the system. Shut up! Come and see the violence inherent in the system! Help! Help! I'm being repressed! The Black Knight! Right. <laughs> Alright. Uh, number two for me is actually G.I. Joe. Okay. It's kind of set 
uh, in America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's just a, a terrorist attack, and we have armed forces who take care of it. Yeah. Kind of like real life. Right. <laughs> Not that much of a stretch. Right. Uh, my number two was the Muppet Babies world. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, where your imagination rules... Well, no, not so much that, but again, I'm thinking of what world do I want to live in where I'm not going to die? <laughs> the nursery, yes, so, the nursery. So I'm not even near the nursery, but you know, maybe I live in that neighborhood and I get to see Muppets walk by every day. What if you pick Toy Story and you're, all your toys came to life? But that's not a cartoon. Again. Oh my God, it is a cartoon. Never Buzz, mind. Buzz Lightyear was. But also, we're, we're going with our cartoons. Okay. So. Uh, number one is Masters of the Universe. Okay. Everybody is buff. Yeah, never going to happen, though. Love it. Not for me. Sword, sorcery, then you got the... Uh, you got Skeletories trying to take... He, he invades that castle every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that castle every day. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's the technology, it's the swords and sorcery, it's it's everything. But you're not going to be buff. You're going to be you. Well, I would probably end up being a palace guard. I would work out <laughs> a little bit. I would drink in, work out a little bit, maybe mix in a salad. I, I think you're going to be cleaning up after Battle Cat. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Right. I thought Orko did that. Just sweep the box. No. <laughs> Take care of the battle cat. I don't think box. you want Orko in charge of anything important. And trust well, that's, me, that's, that's important. important. That's, that's important. important. I don't want shit all over the place. <laughs> uh, well, back to Ruck Walks. Back to what Rock said. I don't think they pooped. <laughs> right. <laughs> they might not. They might not have pooped. Yeah. Um, my number one was G.I. Joe. Okay. Um, and I, I know you might be thinking, wait, you've been going with safety for so long. Yeah. But here's the thing. Those, like the military those, taking care of me? No, those blue lasers and those red lasers never seem to hit anybody. They never hit anybody. <laughs> and, right bef- and if you happen to be in a plane or a vehicle... Unless you had a tank, but you're going to get blown up. Like, right, you can but, always jump out. But that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Before anyone died, yeah. they always got out of their vehicle. Yeah. Whether it's a plane or a tank, yeah. they always escaped Safety. Yeah. like that. You don't want right, to be in G.I. Joe Resolute. Right before it blew up. No, no, I don't want, no not Resolute. Just, people die. Yeah. Right, just regular, the real original, American real American hero. Good boom. Yeah. I'm always going to be safe, and most of the time they're going off to remote locations. Oh yeah, there was like Arctic adventures, and everything. I'm yeah. here. I'm, I'm in Ohio. So I'm, I'm here good. in Ohio. Yeah. There's a Springfield, Ohio, though. It makes me a little scared. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, I always thought the Springfield they were referring to was Illinois. Yeah, but I'm going to go with Ohio. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's the one they were going for, also. But I'm going to go with Ohio. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the thing that popped in my head right away was the fact that like every time they're in a jet and the jet gets shot down, they seem to escape right beforehand, before the tank gets blown up, they escape out of the tank. So I'm thinking if I'm driving my car and Cobra happens to be there on the road with his tank and it's going to blow up my car, I'm probably at least be able to get out. Yeah, you could bail. Now I do have to pay for a new car. Might be a problem. I think maybe there's a Joe Fund set aside. Maybe there is. Yeah. Just, like a damage control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Cobra blows up your car, please send your bill to this. Right. Like your now, insurance company would know how to bill. Right. Now I had an honorable. Oh, Cobra blew it. Now up. I had yeah, a, okay. I had an honorable mention. Yeah. Which was Gem. Gem. Yeah. Because pretty much you're dealing with hot chicks and going to concerts all the time. Yeah. And she's truly outrageous. <laughs> right. I'm thinking. Okay. I go to the concert. Check out the hot chicks. I go home. I had a good night. Yeah. <laughs> or I play my cards right, and I go home with one of the holograms. Right, but I'm me, so I'm married, so it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Too bad. And I'm me, so it's not going to happen. Too bad. Regardless if I was married or not. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I'm glad you did. Yes. Not that you had more of a chance. <laughs> oh, I had plenty of chances. Oh, I don't think so. With those hologram girls. Um. So, yeah. So, that that Actually nailed a misfit. Ooh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sure you nailed plenty of misfits well, no in your kidding, day. No kidding, right? Yeah. Because they were what was left over at the end wow. of the night. Wow. <laughs> Last call. All right, her. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. 
All right, so uh, so that's our turtles episode. Uh, ob- obviously, we're not experts on the turtles. No, but we tried. But we've been reading a lot and watching a lot. And next time, maybe we'll talk more about the live action movies. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the cartoon series a little bit more. Yeah, maybe, maybe some more of the comics. I know we had said in other um, forums and other uh, posts that we were looking at doing Thundercats next, but right. we wanted to hold off on that because there's a new toy line starting up. Right. So once that new toy line comes out and we're all over Then that, we'll like, focus on yeah. them. I know that we are also looking at Voltron. Yeah. Um, but again, new toy line, new comic, new cartoon so, in 2012. So, yes. Well, we'll... We might do one before. We'll still do a Voltron this year, but we'll Maybe. kind of hold off and see what's going on with it. Um, Don't promise stuff. No, that was right. one of the ones I promised. Okay. Hey. So we're going to do a Voltron. There's plenty oh, of other and, stuff. Yeah. I did do a figure review for January. Uh, we're working on getting that posted. Well, you are. Yeah. And I'm doing one for February, too. Uh, sneak peek, January's is going to be the DC Classics figure of uh, Firestorm. Firestorm, right. The uh, Ronnie Raymond version. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, that'll that'll be up soon. I just got to take some pictures and right. post them up because I have to do the work again. I know. Hey, so. thank you. <laughs> and with that, well, at, least you, right at least you embraced it now. <laughs> Embracing the suck, yes. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, so you guys will hear this episode hopefully before the end of the month, and then uh, after that, you're going to hear episode 21, which is going to be us talking with the ETM guys. Well, two of the ETM guys. Yeah, two of the ETM guys. So we're going to have that. That's a pretty much off the cuff yeah. episode. Which one? Tune who, in and find out. Who knows? And then you. We'll probably do an issues episode, and then we're going to come back with the Toy Fair uh, stuff. So we're going to talk about Toy Fair, what came out. You guys are already aware of what came out, if you're yeah, interested. It's, well, it's Toy Fair, and we're going to mix in Free Comic Book Day, too. Right, so. Free Comic Book Day. We're going to talk about what interests us, what we're looking forward to, and uh, just kind of give you our take on it. Yeah, so. Just free ball it. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, with that being said, we'll go ahead and close up the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. must be dead. Throwing away more batteries, Michelangelo? When you throw batteries away, they'll end up in a landfill. In time, they can leak toxic chemicals into the soil. Many communities have toxic roundups to dispose of old batteries. Here, use rechargeable batteries. When they run down, you can just charge them up again. It'll help keep the environment clean. Thanks, dude. How can I repay you? Use headphones.